It's the JT and Looney Podcast. Episode 86. Memorial Day. 25 years ago, JT cracked the mic for the first time in the Sports Fam Radio Network. And we're going to take a trip in the hot tub time machine. We're powered by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You need to add gambling to your life if you're not gambling already. The gambling community is a very close knit community. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. There's a lot of really cool NBA props right now at Bet Online. I love the props. It's the best way to place your bets, Bet Online is, and it's free to sign up. Matter of fact, just for being friends with the JT and Looney podcast, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sports book experts. Okay, honey, let's go bet. Memorial Day night, 1996. I hosted my first nationally syndicated sports talk show from Vegas on Sports Fan Radio Network. And it's been a hell of a ride. And I just wanted on this podcast to thank a number of people who helped me accomplish this yearly milestone, because that's all it is. It's just a number, 25 years. Nothing in radio happens first without Jim Rome. I win his smack off in 95. If that didn't happen, there's no chance I find myself in the industry. If I come in second place, this door never opens. Vance Smack, what an honor to be a part of the first annual Great American Smack Off. Today, the jungle proves that there are a few Tarzans. The rest are a bunch of cheetah chimps who wish they had game like I. First off, Denver, I don't read my calls, I don't sing my smack, and I don't tolerate poems. I'm very aware that Kelly Rudy can die in between the pipes on any given night. I know that Piazza's the strongest man in SoCal, and I've come to hate the filth, which is the battery chucking, water hoarding, Chinatown worshiping no cows. But don't forget where my loyalty lies. The greatest city, the deepest tradition, and the best smack comes from New York and the bricks. When the earthquake hit, I didn't pick up the fish wrap to read about the damage. I looked to the box scores to see if the Knicks pulled out another gutty win. I have a passion to see Cal Ripken rupture a kidney this season than to see him break my beloved Lou Gehrig's record. Rome, I've made a lot of friends in the jungle. I'm psyched about that. So now all you rotisserie geeks can put your pens down. I'm not going to read you a top ten list of who I think has game. It's already understood. You know, when the strike went down, I didn't feel for the working stiff, whose only job in life was to mop up the bathroom floor after I missed the urinal. Who cares about the 70-year-old grandma who serves beer at a pathetically slow pace, so I have to miss two full innings of baseball? I felt for Don Manningly, who was going to participate in his first postseason. Or how about the kids? Does anybody care about the kids who can name more Power Rangers than pro baseball players? When the Rangers won the Stanley Cup, after 54 years, you have no idea how I felt. It wasn't like the Raiders winning a preseason road game or the Cuervo Gold Beach Volleyball Championship. It's much bigger than that. It's a passion. It's my life. That's why I brought the word of the jungle to such great events as Mardi Gras and down under the Sydney, Australia, just to name a few. I can do this because I give my girlfriend cheap costume jewelry so I can road trip anytime I want. 
I guess I need to touch base on the Raiders, the myopic Raiders, quickly. Basically, if they don't pick up a new owner in the draft, they're done. And the only thing Denver is going to accomplish in the next couple of years is losing people's luggage at that funky new airport. Today is a celebration of smack. Everybody in the jungle has different styles. I compare my experience to when I pledged my fraternity back in college. For the first few months, I was a punk who had to wait on hold and pick and choose my spots to smack. Now I feel like the pledge master who gets to spank the new plebes on the butt while they say, thank you, JT the Brick, can I please have another? Was there any doubt? It changed the entire complexion of the first annual Great American Smack Off. May I present to you the new king of smack, JT the Brick. Brick, phenomenal effort. Man, Smack, thanks for getting me in the jungle. A monster win. I'm fired up. I'm fired up about a ton of things, but I'm fired up that I won this event. When you win the first of anything, it's big, and this will go down as a big event. Hopefully my Smack will hold up in years to come. Brick, it was an ungodly blast. Let me ask you, Brick, go back in time. Charlie Simmer pitched you to win this whole thing. Did that fire you up? Were you inspired, Brick? I met Charlie four, four to close to five years ago when I first moved out here. Got to hang out with him a few times, kept in touch with him. When he came in, does anybody understand he has the record for most consecutive games in a row with a goal? Gretzky can't touch that record. No one's beat it. He's a monster in Southern California. He comes in out of nowhere, pats me on the back. It was huge. Now, Brick, you have to understand this. The thing that impresses me most about this call, you were matching up against all the legends. Everybody knew it would come down to this, but it was just one blast, one shot, single elimination, and Brick, you stepped up. To me, that was the key. In your moment, when everybody had a shot, you were the one that really went deep. I'm most impressed with you performing under pressure. Thanks, Red Smack, man. I got to thank my dad who coached me every year for every year in succession since I've been five years old. All the bricks are here. Rocket, Jason, Delmar, Riley, H, and Jimmy B. It's a great event. They're all en route as we speak to come here. I will not smack anybody else. Some of the monsters in the jungle are unbelievable. They beat me on a regular basis. But I'm telling you, today I held up. I'm very proud of that. I want to thank Long Island, New York. I want to thank the New York Knicks. I want to thank everybody who I've ever met since I've been out here. I'm fired up. I will wear the crown respectably. I'm a good man to know, and I'm fired up that I won the first annual Smackathon. My first program director, I mentioned Charlie Barker from Sports Fan Radio Network, believed in me. JT, the Brick Sports Fan Radio Network. I'm a glorified sports talk traffic cop. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers. That means have a damn opinion. We are on a mission for God. Digest it, be a part of it, and if you don't call, you're useless. Anything can happen. Big things happen in the brick house all the time. The comfort zone for the millennium. We've got your number. You're blowing up on the ticket, Brick, man. There's no such thing as topics on this show, because I don't do topic radio. We just talk about whatever's hot. Let's get jiggy, jiggy. Tell me the last time your favorite radio host did this for you. We got to get over it and get back to sports ready, because that's what you do best. It's the stupidity that flies sometimes. 
time out of people's mouths. What I'm saying is it's not just sports talk radio, it's radio. It's getting better, isn't it? I do hardcore sports talk. It's Radio Free Blackout. Hey guys, get a life. Cop a feel. Grow up just a tad. This is when the real sports fans step up. This is disgusting. But I'm a lunatic when it comes to taking phone calls. I got my radio blasted. JT, you rock, man. Free speech all the way. Thank you. I've been waiting for that all night. The Brick House. I'm not a fan-friendly kind of guy, okay? I care about my team more than the players on my team. What's up, Brick? First time caller. I'm going to try to give you a good call and keep this thing going. And like I said, you got the best all around. Would you like me to repeat that? And like I said, you got the best all around. Bring it hard. Bring it fast. And the reason you're the best around is because you tell it like it is. Record number of calls tonight, Brick. You know it, and I'll say it. Quite frankly, JT, I needed to be talked off the ledge. Keep the show cranking. Baseball will be plenty exciting again this year. This team could get off to a quick start. God bless you. God bless America. <laughs> you need this show. <laughs> oh, I feel good. Give the respect, or I will take the respect from you. Wipe this baby for where are you chicken punk towers now. Wow. I'm full of it tonight, ain't I? Can I go off? Yeah, take your time. Go ahead. The dead zone's over. I'm sick. And that's reality. You get right on that phone right now. This is Caller Driven Radio. One big team effort here tonight. Can you try to sound a little original? Huh? This is JT the Brick on the Sports Fan Radio Network. But then when I got to Premier Radio Networks and Fox Sports Radio in 2001 and Tom Lee hired me, I worked for an all-star team. The all-star team included Craig Kitchen, Julie Talbert, Ray De La Garza, Annie Zadarevich, Dan Yukelson, a great PR and sales team. And I had this unbelievable opportunity, Tom, to work, and you did too, with an all-star team of management who still today are looked like the Mount Rushmore of sports radio management. I was very lucky that happened. And what was really cool about the management when we got to Premier Radio Networks was the CEO, Craig Kitchen, would come down. He was a sports fan. at the end of, After a long day upstairs doing whatever people do upstairs in those ties, and he would know every one of our names. Because when he started out that company, there were five people. So with every new person that added, once it got into the hundreds, he, st- he, you know, he just added on one more name into his head. He knew every one of our names. And when the CEO, the big muckety-muck of the company, comes down and doesn't make you nervous and knows your name, it's special. And Craig, still to this day, is one of the most important people in the history of radio to consider him a friend. Very fortunate. Then... Now, I was able to work locally at this time in San Francisco on KMBR and the Ticket 1050. Tony Salvador, Lee Hammer made this happen. That's when I started working eight hours a day. That was a shift locally and nationally that's never happened before. That was a big part of my path early on. But as I said, no one had a bigger impact than Andrew Ashwood, who we talk about on this podcast often, the gorilla. He was my biggest force, my biggest believer. And I'm blessed that we became great friends, wrote the book, The Handoff, about him. And he still has an impact on me every day. I wish he was here to toast with me and have a beer and talk about 25 years because he would have appreciated it more than me. He would have said, this is a really big deal, bud. Yeah, bud, (laughs) this is really big what you did. So I I hear him in in the back of my head. Every radio show that I've ever hosted And then getting a chance to get hired by the Raiders. Oh, Bill Romanowski. Romo, how are you, my friend? Thanks for doing this. 
Happy anniversary, buddy. 25 years on the radio, probably a bunch with you. You've always come on my show wherever I was. You know how much I love you. Every football team that's ever played in this league would want a player like you, either the draft, trade for, sign as a free agent. I can't thank you enough for doing this. How are you? How's your summer going to look ahead? I tell you what, I cannot wait for this season. But, uh, you know, I want to tell the story of what happened and how I became a Raider. And I want the fans to know. So, and you, you know this already because I've told it, but um, I met after my sixth season in Denver, I sat down with Mike Shanahan, and he said, uh, Bill, we think Ian Gold is going to be a good player, and I want to give him your reps in training camp. Otherwise, he won't be able to beat you out. And I want you to be a happy backup. And I looked him in the eye and I said, do you have anything, anything more to say? He said, no. I got up, walked out the door, and I called my agent and I said, tell the Denver Broncos to release me right effing now. And my next call was Al Davis. And I called the Raiders. I got Fudgy. And I said, Fudgy, this is Bill Romanowski. You tell Mr. Davis I want to help him win a Super Bowl. And uh, she said, just a minute. And she came back and she said, Mr. Davis is dying to talk to you. And let's talk tomorrow. I've got an hour and a half scheduled for both of you guys to talk. And he said he thinks you would look good in silver and black. And the rest was history. Romo, it's an incredible story, and for you to play on so many great teams before that, you come to the Raiders, and everybody welcomes you in, even the fans that didn't like you but said they always wanted a player like Bill Romanowski. How did you connect so quickly with the Raider Nation? I tell you what, I, I think, you know, I, I, here's a, you know, I'm up in Napa right now, and I remember my first practice, and Here's what happened. Roland Williams, kind of after a play, tried to give me a, a, a little extra nudge in the back. And I grabbed his face mask, ripped his helmet off, and threw it as far as I possibly could. And I went over to our defense, and I said, we don't take crap from anybody. Do you hear that? You don't let anybody push you around in this league. Not your own teammates, no one. This is a game of respect. And if you're going to let somebody punk you, they'll punk you right out of this league. And that's the attitude that I brought when I came. And I loved it. And they, you know, the fans embraced it. My teammates embraced it. And, hey, it was a hell of a journey. I I had the best two years of my life, you know, playing for the Raiders. Romo, we'll talk to you a lot this year as a guest on Raider Nation Radio. I can't wait to see you inside the stadium with Julie, to have a great time, and to see the fans gravitate to you as this defense really seems like it's getting better, and you're going to be a great analyst for me to talk about it. Thanks so much for doing this today. You got it. Happy anniversary, JT. Thank you. Bill Romanowski. That's really nice. I met hundreds upon hundreds of people through that organization, players, coaches, alumni. JT, the brick is 25 years, man. That's the only show I listen to. You guys are awesome. I just wanted to call and congratulate you 
and your success to be able to sustain a show in this world and these times for 25 years. That just goes to show you, you guys know what you're doing, man. Congratulations. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. And the friendship and the bond and what you've done for me, I can't thank you enough. A couple quick things before we get you out of there. You were really excited about the amount of guys that came back, what these OTAs are looking like. I know how fired up you are for the upcoming season. What's the last few days been like? Been great. We got 86 players here, and uh, I think it sends a message to our fans how serious we are about winning and uh we're putting the the work in we're getting to know each other we're getting to know our new defense and uh we're excited we really are can't wait to get you around here coach i know you've been traveling a little bit here now your back head is down what has the community meant to you now you're meeting a lot of people they're becoming friends in this community what's the transition like for you and your family in las vegas well it's been great we're finally being able to meet people without their masks they sure look different without their mask it's exciting man we're making friends we're getting acclimated and uh i just hope everybody has a real safe memorial day weekend and uh, it, it's a great place to live. There's no doubt about it. Coach, finally, we just had Tom Flores call in and Fred Bolitnikoff, Mark Bedane, all surprising me, Bill Romanowski. Your final statement to these fans about what these alumni and people mean to you within this organization, no team and no owner cares for the alumni like Mark Davis and the Raiders. Not even close. And I think it all starts with Mark Davis and the respect that he has for the, the Raider players. Once a Raider, always a Raider. I've got George Atkinson on my staff. He's helping us with these young safeties that we've drafted. I uh, saw Charles Woodson last week, and we welcome all of our alumni. We can't wait to get them here for training camp. Thanks for calling in, Coach. It means everything to me. Have a great day. I'll see you soon. Right on. Keep it going. Thank you. And then finally coming back to Vegas and working at Lotus with Tony Benici and this whole team here, which is a family-run radio station, and I'm a family-type guy, got very lucky coming back to Vegas. And then the cherry on top is when the Fox deal ended and I wondered where I was going to go, I never wondered because Steve Cohen, in charge of SiriusXM, always said he had a seat for me. Right. The second that happened, I got hired by Mad Dog. And as I celebrate 25 years in the radio industry, I think I'm in the absolute best place I can be. So I'm very humbled by this podcast, 25 years, and especially what you meant to me over 14 years, Tom. And I, in Hollywood, am a little bit disappointed because name dropping is very important in Hollywood. And you left out the Al Davis name drop. You said you were hired by Mark Davis and the Raiders. You were hired by Al Davis. And the Raiders. You left that name drop out. I don't think I, I came across Al's desk at that age where they had to <laughs> the box, but I'm happy you brought him up. Huge impact on all that. But you know, well, back- you eventually knew him and he eventually knew you by name. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And one other important thing, the listeners, we touched on the producers, but there are guys behind the scenes, the editors, the board ops, the editors. Oh, We've always been a show that plays a lot of sound and working with us or working with me. And you're sitting there, and I'm looking for sound every night. You know, LeBron just hit a bank shot three to win the game. Yep. Give me that sound quickly. Get it to me, not in 10 minutes. Get it to me in three minutes because we're going to break. And then there was the times we did our own play-by-play. <laughs> did he miss it? Did he miss it? Did he? Hey, my dad! Hey, my dad! Hey, my dad! It's oh, a wide man. right! It's wide right! It's wide right! That's a Birdman three-run homer for the 
all of those editors and producers over the years made life really incredible because we're in the sound business and there's no way you can do this much radio every night without sound. And we were on when that unscripted drama was happening. You and I have both enjoyed our share of of a reality television over the years. And real, we were doing reality radio because the original reality television, people said it's so funny when you know, we always used to point out when a sports fan says they don't watch reality television. What is sports? Those college football games and college basketball games and NFL games and NBA games were going on before there were cameras. And uh, they just started pointing cameras and live television cameras at sporting events that were already going on anyway. The Kentucky Derby was going on before there was a camera was invented. And we just got to we just got to witness this stuff live and give our immediate reaction. That was part of what was great listening to you long before my big mouth came along and great doing the show together was we had to be out there on the high wire. And as you know. You can get suspended and fired when you're out on a high wire or or you can fall to your death when you're out on a high wire. So we two spontaneous guys like you and I had to be out there on the high wire, not say the wrong thing and get fired when things are changing in society. We've got to give opinions on those things and just react spontaneously to game winning threes by Kobe Bryant and uh, et cetera. It was so much fun on all those nights. And for you, 25 years worth of nights. You know, a lot of times I wonder what other people think. How do I get to the next stage in my career? This, that. It's always, I always thought of this business as a business. It's a business. How do you keep the business and the doors open? And how do you make more and do more? This is one time where after 25 years, it felt so humbling to hear from people and to talk to people that had a big impact in my life. I'm just proud of everybody I worked with, everybody I worked for, the listeners, Everybody has come over to this podcast and I'm very excited about what the future holds, but I wanted to look back on 25 years because it was a unique ride. It's been an incredible ride. I need to smell the roses a little bit more often in life from a business perspective. I've been telling you that since I met you in 2004. Yes, (laughs) I was able to do this. Thanks to what Bobby did for me humbly with this anniversary show. And again, I want to thank everybody who put me in a place to have a radio career because when I got in, that was the one thing I guessed right about. I said, if I'm going to do this, it's got to be a career. It can't be a job. It can't be a shift. It can't be, hey, I'm going to do this. It had to be a career. And a lot of people guided me into this industry and helped me build a career. And I'll never be able to thank them enough. And thanks for listening to our celebration of JT the Bricks. 25 years. The legendary JT the Bricks. 25 years in sports talk radio. JT and Looney podcast powered by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.